Hey, I'm David Perk, and this is an episode of Paint View. And today we're going to be painting and interviewing figurative painter Lenice Howard from LA, who does really beautiful paintings, and we're going to talk all about them and the meaning behind it uh, today. And I'm excited to paint her. We have the canvas here, and I've drawn out a little sketch to begin with. Um, and then Lenice is going to be joining us in a minute. And as usual, I'm about 10 minutes late because <laughs> that always seems to happen. Hi, Tucker. How you doing? So we're just like waiting for the niece to come in and then we can get going. And in the meantime, I'm going to set up uh, my paints so I have all the right colors that I need. Cool, here she is. Waiting, waiting, waiting. I always feel like it's like drum roll esque. Hey! <laughs> How you doing? I'm doing good. How are you? I'm great. Thank you so much for being here today. Yes, I can hear you. I can see you. Okay. We're all good. Your hair looks amazing. Thank you. Yeah, it's like beautifully cool. That's like what my hair looks like in my imagination. Let me close this window really quick. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry, a big garbage truck just wanted to like drive by as soon as we started. <laughs> <laughs> that always happened to me at my bedroom slash studio in LA because I was right off of quite a busy road. So whenever I did these, I had to like try and time it like late at night so that there wouldn't be any cars and it was just a nightmare. Yeah, there's like, yeah, I'm like on a major street. <laughs> you're, you're in LA, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, where about? Like near the South Bay. I'm like right near, um, SpaceX. I don't know if you're familiar with the SpaceX headquarters. A little bit. Yeah, like right off of like Crenshaw and I guess that's Imperial 120 around there. Okay. Yeah. Nice. You just got a new studio in downtown, right? Yeah, downtown. Yep. In the um, Bendix building. Okay, nice. How is it? Huge building. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I like it. It has like a like a New York kind of, you know, very city vibe. Um, there's a lot of artists there. I have like a few friends that are there and I didn't even know they were there at first. So it's pretty cool. I like it a lot. That's great. Now I'm just trying to like move closer to my studio because like with traffic, it can take me almost an hour to get downtown. So. Yeah. And during uh, that day there and back. Yeah, I've been, I've been trying to like keep it to maybe three or four days a week because just doing that every single day is just a lot, so. Um, but yeah, I want to move downtown, definitely, for sure. Nice. That's when, so I'm back in England now, but I was living in Boyle Heights, which is like just... Oh, you're right around the corner. Yep. Yeah. I liked it. I, similar to what you said, I think what drew me to downtown was the New York vibe, like the tall buildings and people walking around. I really like that. Yeah, I like that interaction. I mean, it's nice to have like kind of, well, relatively calm where I live. <laughs> um, I like that too, but... It's just about the commute for me. Um, 
you know, it may, it may not even end up being downtown. It may just be like closer in the city, like Koreatown or, you mm. know, or something, but just closer to the studio. Be yeah, cut that driving time down. Yeah, because it's like, it's it's a lot. Yeah. But I'm excited. I'm, I've been working on some new stuff and um, yeah, I'm excited to to get really kicked off. Yeah, well, I would, I, well, that's what we're here to talk about your work, and I'd love to get going. So, I this is a painting I'm going to be doing of you, and I've sketched out a design already. So now I'm just going to be okay. doing block colors mostly because I want to also focus on what you're saying because sometimes I can get a bit lost in the two yeah. of them. Like, I'm, but, I'm, yeah, sometimes I'm like that too. <laughs> yeah. So uh, to start with, I would love for you to introduce in your own words yourself and uh, your work to the people that are watching and are going to be listening later. Oh. Oh. Um, well, hello, everyone. My name is Lenise Howard. I'm a figurative artist, and I've been kind of working as an artist for the past, like, three years. Um, I just recently graduated from Otis College of Art and Design, and it was a cool experience. I'm glad I'm done. <laughs> it, was <really> crazy. <laughs> it was really crazy graduating during the pandemic. Um, that was definitely like a a challenge, but I am, you know, glad I made it through. Um, I'm a figurative artist whose work is usually narrative. So it's usually telling a story. Also, there's kind of this element of allegory often in the works. And there's somewhat of abstraction happening sometimes in the background um and even kind of some surrealistic moments because a lot of the work is inspired by dreams and thoughts of consciousness different states of consciousness different states of being and um kind of incorporating these different elements to kind of create the space of the in-between in the work so um one of my main intentions is to kind of create like a new space through paint um, where the viewer can become transported. So often I'm trying to find like these really transformative um, moments in like a visual language. So um, that's been one of my like main challenges, I guess, or intentions. Yeah. And, um, Recently, I've been talking a lot about assimilation and like these different theories that I'm like presenting. So that's, I think that's a good like starting point. Yeah, definitely. And, uh, and your paintings, I shared some of them on Instagram earlier. They're really beautiful. Like they, like you said, you mix the realism and the abstraction in a really interesting way as well as having this deeper meaning behind them, just aesthetically, they're very striking. And that's how I first saw you. We were both in the same show at Art Share and your yeah. paintings just really stuck out to me. And I was- About a year ago? Me. Yeah, a year ago. Yeah, yeah. It ended a year ago. Time goes so fast, it's yeah. crazy. So the work yeah. that you're doing currently, you did that, you did that work. Oh, sorry, I didn't hear you. No, I, said, I remember seeing your work and thinking, like, who's that? <laughs> <laughs> it's me. <laughs> um, 
So the work that you're doing, you've been doing that's all been done at Otis and you just graduated. Congratulations, by the way. Thank you. Uh, so that how so is is that work been over the last few years or did you start like how did you come to these ideas that you're currently working with um i think they're they've been ideas that i've been interested in probably for the past five years um i think it wasn't until the last maybe couple of years that i was able to understand how to communicate them mm -hmm. they've definitely been something that i've been exploring for the past five years even longer. I mean, I've always been into, you know, diff I've been, always been very spiritual and I've always been like searching um, for like spiritual understanding, whether it be when I was growing up, I was um, raised Christian. And then when I became a teenager, I started exploring like a lot of esoteric spirituality and ancient, um, you know, civilizations and their kind of spirituality. And then there was this um, interest in like African spirituality and mm -hmm. indigenous African spirituality as a way of kind of me trying to like reconnect with my roots. And I think for a lot of, you know, African-Americans in the diaspora from North and South America, there's like this disconnect with the continent and you know, it was like really torn apart from us. And so there was definitely that kind of need for me to try to like reconnect. And um, it ignited like this fire in me of trying to like find out, you know, where I was from and, and explore the many different African spiritualities and their customs and their beliefs and the different gods and the different, um, kind of um, mantras or um, laws that they kind of governed themselves by before mm. colonial rule. So that was one part. And then another um, way of me kind of getting into this body of work was through dream work. So I would have these very vivid dreams and um, I kept a dream journal. So I would, you know, sketch as soon as I wake up my dream and then as a way of trying to decipher the dream, it then opened up all these different kind of avenues of um, narrative that I can explore. So um, it can be anything from, I would have like apocalyptic dreams, dreams of ancestors that had passed on, um, dreams that seemed like they made no sense at all, but that you know, after kind of trying to figure them out, I was able to um, learn a lot about my past, to learn a lot about my present. And in some dreams, it just left a lot of questions that weren't really, I guess, for me to find an answer to. And so some paintings are really questions and some are answers and some are, you know, just me presenting, um, kind of like histories and, you know, but I think with my time at Otis, I got to this place of um, really collecting all these different like notes of inspiration and trying to focus them into specific bodies of work. And I think that's what I was able to, to learn at Otis. And that's kind of where the pixelation, you know, series or censorship series kind of started was at Otis.
Mm. Yeah, what uh, the yeah, because I think the pixelation is one of the motifs that really draws together a lot of your work. And I'm actually going to try and uh, put it a little bit into this painting too, because <laughs> signature of yours so what how I know that that relates to the digital realm and then these kind of different worlds and narratives you're constructing can you talk a bit more about exactly what that symbolizes okay yes I at first it was kind of to denote or to um reference censorship specifically but now I have this kind of rule for the pixelation and so um, in my work, the pixelation represents the influx, whether it be the act of omission, the act of replacement, or the act of transition. So mm -hmm. um, when you're talking about omission, you can talk about censorship, something being omitted from your view temporarily um, in order to construct this idea of what you're seeing. Um, the act of replacement can be kind of like reifying the image or giving it back its reverence. So um, in the case with the pixelated portraits, at first I was censoring the hair in order to talk about this historical censorship of black hair. And then um, eventually they started to yield another expression and it was like the pixelation itself became a crown, became a corona, became like this ignited aura. And so I thought about it kind of like re um, redepicting the crown, the hair as an actual crown. And, um, and then I started using the pixelation to kind of talk about time travel and like the transportation of consciousness. Um, there was a recent painting called Of an Incandescent Memory and it's the one of, um, that I used myself. And there's a baby that I'm holding and the pixelation kind of comes from above and goes down below. And I was kind of talking about her consciousness kind of traveling from the, from the higher states to the lower densities of the earth. So I kind of have used it um, in those three ways. Mm. Interesting. I love how it's evolved over time. And like, it almost sounds like from the censorship to the celebration, it's like you're re, is it reappropriating? Like you're redefining what your experience or the experience of the paintings is. I love that. Yeah, because I got to a place of, of feeling like, you know, I had signified what it was that I was trying to say with the with the with the pixelation and, and that it was talking about censorship, but then I felt like, you know, that's not only what it was talking about. Mm. It it was kind of talking about ownership also. Like because you can't see the hair, I'm giving back ownership of the um of the hair to those subjects. So then it was kind of like, okay, I'm, I'm giving them back ownership. I'm giving them back the strength. So then like, you know, it was like, okay, this is the crown actually, you know, and it was like kind of an aha moment where I started to realize that as the paintings progressed, each painting became more and more of a crown, you know? Mm -hmm. And now when I paint them, they actually act more as crowns versus, you know, um, censored imagery but it does still talk about that censorship in a way because people automatically are going to relate pixelation to you know censorship because that's how it's mainly been how how it has mainly functioned in the digital realm mm. 
Yeah. How do you feel about people having their own interpretation upon it? Do you kind of want people to see exactly what you're doing or do you welcome them to kind of decide for themselves what it means? Yeah, I think that for me, um, it's, it's okay. You know, I think, you know, I don't ever want to have a, a work that is just so cement in its, mm-hmm. um, in its description and its understanding. I want people to be able to approach it and see different things. I mean, sometimes people tell me things that they see in the work and, you know, I didn't see it myself, you know, mm-hmm. so I'm always excited when I hear that. So yeah, I definitely have my intention of the work and, and how I see the work being or, you know, what what um, inspired me to get to um, the work. But I always want to kind of leave a, a element of um, openness, um, mm. an element of kind of surprise for me and the viewer. Mm. Yeah, that's interesting. It's a surprise for you as well, because it's like it sounds like it's kind of this discovery. Like as you're doing more paintings, they change in meaning for you, and uh-huh. you're exploring. And then also, like you said, exploring your history and your family and your background. Um, I like that. I kind of just imagining you as like an explorer going through the jungle, but with a painting. <laughs> <laughs> the, the Indiana Jones of painting or something. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's definitely, it's always an, a um, journey for me. I think when I, you know, each time I approach a painting, I'm, I'm very methodical and like planning it out. And, you know, I, I sit on the idea for months. And, and when I finally get to the painting, I'm so excited because I've been pondering on this idea for a while. Mm. But always an element that I try to leave open for discovery for myself because I don't want to become so um I don't ever want to become so like linear in my production process of creating work you know mm-hmm. I don't be so much like a b c d e you know I want to um leave it kind of open and like oh, well, I thought I wanted to approach this part this way, but actually I think I want to do it this way and, and that's okay. I mean, there's times where I have works and I may change elements of the work several times um, because it's it's not really speaking to me the way that I want it to speak to me or, you know, what I thought I wanted to talk about has changed. You know, mm. sometimes I go into a painting thinking that it's about one thing and then I realized halfway through it's actually about something else. <laughs> and mm. I've had that happen maybe half of the times that I work on on works okay and what and what's that that process when you're kind of working towards it is it a lot of sketching or do you do like digital designs um well I don't do anything digital um it's a lot of sketching so usually there's I have a sketchbook several sketchbooks and I might have a a very loose sketch either from a dream or a loose sketch that's just from my um, subconscious that I, you know, sketched up to kind of, is like a rough draft for the painting. Um, And then from there, sometimes I might create like a more detailed drawing. And um, I work with models now mostly. Um, There's some paintings where there's elements of it that are just completely imagined. But now Mm -hmm. I really, you know, get models and 
I curate a, a scene and um, we'll shoot the scene based off of my sketch and I'll orientate them at, in a similar fashion as the sketch. Um, usually I'll get wardrobe for the artist and um, it'll kind of like be you know, this whole production. <laughs> um, yeah. and images and um, once I shoot those images, it becomes kind of, you know, pretty mapped out. From there, I might do a larger sketch that is more so a compositional sketch. And then I'll start directly on the painting after that. But there's always elements of intuition and um, kind of, you know, parts that I just make up as I go along. Because a lot of times when I'm doing the um, photography, there, there's maybe elements of the background that are just not, I'm not able to replicate in a, in a um, photographic way. Um, mm. So then I just may imagine different skies and different, you know, abstract elements, the pixelation, and it'll just kind of develop from there. Mm. Yeah, because I, I find for myself, because I do a lot of like sketching and digital designing beforehand. And I find if I like, if I then stick too exactly to it in the painting, I can get a little bit bored while I'm painting because I'm like, well, I know what it's going to look like now. <laughs> Same. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's nice to keep that kind of flexibility and in, in kind of the meaning, but also in the process of doing it. Yeah. Yeah. Did you do when? So, would you ever share the photos that you do as well? So I actually recently shot um, of several models a couple of weeks ago, and I wanted to share the photos because they were so good. Because <laughs> um, they almost stand alone as just great photography. Um, but then I was kind of scared to share them and, you know, like, I don't know. I, I just wanted it to kind of be a surprise. I wanted the painting to kind of be a surprise. I wanted the idea to be a surprise. But it was hard. I think after, though, after um, this series of works, I might share a few of the photos from the process. Mm. Yeah, it'd be interesting to see. And like you said, like a piece of, it would be a piece of art in itself and then seeing mm -hmm. that translation of painting as well. Yeah. Did you, uh, did you do photography as part of your course as well? Or did you just? I did. I mean, I hated photography. <laughs> I hated photography. Um, I, I used to model when I was a teenager. So I think I learned some, you know, aspects of photography through there. But no, I was like, I just, finally recently got a like professional camera like a few months ago um before I was like mainly taking pictures on my smartphone and I was taking pictures on um you know like a kind of basic camera and um yeah I had like really no understanding of like how to take pictures but I'm, I'm learning I'm getting pretty good I think nice <laughs> smartphones can take pretty good pictures sometimes I'm quite amazed by it yeah, like, yeah. Right now. understanding of you know how we want things to look. Sorry, I missed uh, the I beginning. Of that. Understanding of how we want things to look. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting. I just I've always hate. I always haven't liked photography either, and I just saw it as like a, okay, I have to get the reference, so I'm going to photograph to get the reference. But I've never like really engaged with it as an art form in itself until like the last few weeks or so. And I've just recently been like learning about lighting and lenses and all sorts of stuff. And it's like a whole other world to try and wrap your head around. Yeah, it is. Actually recently I've been kind of using this no lighting method because um, 
it's kind of a, a um, it kind of relates to this understanding of like white balance and photography kind of being um, constructed for, you know, uh, Caucasian skin tones. And mm -hmm. like, you know, there was this movement of black photographers that was doing this like non-white balanced based photography in order to um, accentuate darker skin tones. And so I've been trying to kind of play a little bit with that. So I've been like using no lighting really. It's just been either lighting from outside or, um, but more so thinking about shadow and the light that is juxtaposed from that shadow. So um, it's been really interesting because I think a lot of my paintings before that was were very bright. And mm. um, I still think that there will be elements of that that will kind of permeate through the newer works. But there's definitely will be a little bit more of a focus of shadow. Ah, that's so interesting. <laughs> and, did it, and so did they always come out they end up coming out quite dim or would you still have some of them brightly lit but with natural lighting? Or? They, they come out very sharp still, but they're just not overexposed in a way. I think um, oftentimes, you know, images can look a little bit overexposed and, and um, I mean, some parts of it are, are pretty dark. Like there's a, an image that I took of a, um, of a, of a young woman and she has this like veil and you really can't see her face. I mean, it's really dark to where you only see certain, you know, elements of her face when you really look closely. So it um, kind of creates this really interesting visual effect because of the, lumin the luminosity of the um, fabric is, it's like the silk fabric and it's very, you know, luminous and bright and then her face is just like really like it's basically a shadow um and it creates this really cool effect so i'm really excited to get started on that one the one that i'm working on right now is probably not as dark because there was we shot that one during right before sunset so it was kind of this nice light that was like hitting both of the figures so, you know, I still want to use light. It's just I want to use it kind of more st strategically and, um, you know, play a little bit more with shadow. Yeah. Yeah, I'm just, uh, the reason I asked, I'm trying to like wrap my head around what it would look like because I think that's so interesting to take because I'm sure a lot of people wouldn't even know that the basis of photography is based around white skin tones. They wouldn't even like think about that. So I think yeah, it's... It just is what it... it is I mean I think when you when a a group of people you know construct a technology you know and it's kind of based off of you know the people that were in those positions to use that technology probably first um, and it wasn't until you know black photographers became a little bit more prominent during like the Harlem Harlem Renaissance that there was this movement of you know black photographers trying to um, kind of reformulate a method to be more suitable to their skin tones. And, mm. and that was really interesting to me when I started learning a little bit more about that. And I started thinking, you know, how could I play with shadow more? How could I play with 
you know, the tonalities of darker skin more. Um, I've always really been into um, all the different kind of undertones and hues and, you know, in the skin tones, my work, there's usually several colors in the skin. Um, mm. I'm really kind of more so a colorist in, in a way. And um, so I've always been interested in that. And I've always loved light and shadow, but I think recently I've been trying to find more ways to play with shadow because I've really played with light the majority of the works so far. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm interested to see how that's going to shift it. And when you're saying about the color palettes and the lights and shadows, the pixelation kind of has that effect of giving this color swatch as well, doesn't it? Which is interesting. Hmm. I'm like trying to imagine in my yeah. head what the change is going to look like. Um, it's definitely, you know, playing with the colors because, you know, at first when I was constructing the pixelation, you know, with hair, the hair would be either black or brown or, you know, colors like that. But in the pixelation, you see blue and green and red. And, and I was really trying to look deeply into the hair and see what other colors I could find. And then I was kind of like over um, emphasizing that, hmm. over kind of magnifying it to take it away from reality, kind of bring it more into the abstract, you know, bring it more into like this analogous world. And I've been thinking a lot about that, just kind of creating a world that's analogous to our own. It's not, it's related, but it's not our world. It's kind of this new space of new possibility and um, there's using kind of like the elements of this world, but then kind of changing them slightly to create something new has always been something that I've been interested in. Mm. Yeah, and I feel like the look, re-looking at photography is doing that too, right? It's like redefining what photography and our idea of how it's used and light is and like creating an alternative. Yeah, I think that's really interesting. <laughs> I was saying hi to the people. <laughs> yeah, hey people. And so with, because you mentioned having a religious background and that's one of the things, I guess, because I'm more familiar with it that really struck me and I could see the kind the like that imagery. Is that, is that you also kind of redefining your understanding of Christianity, your experience of it? Like you using those kind of like more classical like poses? Mm. Yeah, I, I definitely think that there's this kind of like reinterpretation of spirituality for me and mm. trying to find like the truth in all of all things, because I think there's truth in all religions. And I think what is the truth is the threads that connect them all. Yeah. And so I, I kind of look for those things. And when I find those things, I try to, you know, Re re reinterpret them, rediscover them, and um, find something that I can kind of take with me. Because right now I'm not like part of any religion. I'm just, you know, spiritual and, but I study all religions. Hmm. Yeah. And, and relatedly, you're talking about the research into your African heritage what how did that reach like what we how did that research like what what do you what were you doing in order to do that well 
I think, well, wow, how did it start? There was a lot of different entrances. So I think there was a, a few different things that were happening. One was like this intentional research of me trying to find, um, you know, specific, you know, religions, like whether it be comedic religion, whether it be like, you know, different kind of recent, more like voodoo and hoodoo and, um, you know, thinking of like Aksumian, um empire and how they kind of have this early understanding of Christianity and also like Islam and like the Mali empire. So I, I did my um, roots and found out that most of my roots come from Mali. So then I started kind of like investigating the different religions of Mali and also like the Dogon religion that's in Mali and um, just trying to kind of find things that I could like relate to or mm. that could kind of um, connect me in a way, like things that I felt resonated with me. So that was one thing. And then I think another aspect of it was, you know, dream work. So I was doing like this, these spiritual guided meditations and also like spirit guide work with my dreams. I would like pray to my ancestors before I went to, to bed and I would ask them to give me, you know, answers to things, whatever I wanted to find. Like I would pray and say, you know, ancestors, tell me more about where I'm from. And it was just these like simple questions. And then I would have like these Sorry, someone was calling. <laughs> um, and I would have these crazy dreams and it was, you know, it was, um, it was just like really intense. It was really intense and it was really, you know, exciting. And I had actually one of my dreams was the reason that I started doing the pixelation. So I had this crazy dream about me being in a village and you know these men were trying to abduct me and my child and well that's everyone they were like raiding the village and we hid under this bed and when it got quiet we ended up leaving the village and trying to find somewhere to escape to we end up going through this cave and when we got to the cave you know we we were traveling through this cave and it seemed like we were traveling forever and we end up falling asleep and then when we woke up, I could see this light kind of towards the top of the cave. And so we walked towards that light. And when we got out of the cave, there was like this vista and you could see there was like this pond and there was a vista beyond that. And at that moment, I saw myself outside of myself and I could see the subject separate from me. And then I woke up and I sketched that. And that became the painting intermission where you see like the mother and the baby and there's a pond and then there's a vista beyond and then there's pixelation in the back. So mm -hmm. that, that I was thinking about this censored narrative with that. And then from there, I started thinking about what other things have been censored historically, um, mm -hmm. especially in the experience of African-Americans and the diaspora, because I started to think that that dream was about how people were being kind of like hunted down during the um, Atlantic slave trade and how they were trying to like escape that. 
Yeah, and do you, so the dreams for you, are they, do you, where do you think they're being communicated from? Is it coming from like internally or is it, you said you're kind of asking your ancestors? So it's yeah, just... I was asking my ancestors and like, I was being told things in my dreams. It was, it was pretty trippy to the yeah. point stop doing it because it was getting really intense. So I can imagine. So, do you, so those were your ancestors speaking to you through your dreams? That's what I believe. Okay. Yeah, that's what I believe. Yeah. At first, when I had the dream, I didn't know what it was about. I was very confused. And then I started, you know, I did the sketch. I, I kept revisiting the drawing. I also had like words that I wrote down. And then after maybe it had been like five or six months after I had even finished the painting that I realized what the painting was about. Mm. It was kind of like slowly, I, I figured it out. Yeah. Yeah, again, that kind of process of discovery within, it's not it's not some immediate thing, but something that has to be like explored. Because I didn't, it was like, I was in Africa. I don't know if it was like today. I didn't know if it was the past. I didn't know, you know, but yeah. then yeah, I was like, wait, this, seems like someone that was trying to be that was you know running away from something mm. and what were they running away from and then I kept revisiting the dream and there was these men with guns and they were like raiding the village and so I just started thinking like well is this like something from the past like you know that's so interesting have you ever have you been to um have you been to Mali? I've never been to Africa. I want to go so badly. And I do plan on going once the pandemic is over. Yeah, that I'm but I'm I go to Senegal. I want to go to Ghana, Nigeria, you know, Egypt, Sudan, South Africa, Ethiopia. I mean, there's so many places in Africa that I want to go. Like, yeah. it's endless. Let's hope the pandemic ends soon so you can go. <laughs> yeah, like, I really want to go. But, yeah, I was in school, so it was a little challenging. But now that I'm out of school, I can definitely explore. Thank you. Lanice, you're amazing. There's been a lot of compliments coming through for you, actually. <laughs> Thank you, everybody. <laughs> and I wanted to ask you a bit about when you're painting or when you're sketching or any part of the creative process, like what, what do you feel in that moment? How would you mm -hmm. describe like, the kind of emotional experience? When I'm painting, I'm like not aware of the time, you know, I'm just like in my own existence that it's almost like out of body experience sometimes. Mm. You know, most times I have to like force myself to stop because I have other things to do. And it's just like, oh my OMG, like I have to just, you know, I can't, cause like my studio, I have to leave at 12 noon. I mean, 12 minutes and, you know, sometimes I don't want to stay till midnight cause it's like downtown and it's kind of dark and I have to walk to my car. So I'm like, okay, it's 10 o'clock, you have to stop. <laughs> <laughs> but I want to stay and I want to just keep going. But I, I was like transformative when I'm painting. It's it's like I'm the most myself, you know, it's like something that it's like a spiritual thing for me. Mm. So are you, because do you have like conscious thoughts running through your head or does it all just kind of merge into this? Like, yeah, it merges. 
yeah, it's like this flow. Like sometimes it's, sometimes it can be, it, I think it starts off very conscious. I, I, I come to the painting like having this plan. I'm like, okay, today I'm going to work on this part of the painting and I'm going to get, you know, I always have these big ambitions every time I started painting and so funny <laughs> because I'm like, okay, today I'm going to like finish both of these figures. I'm going to like do two more layers on this figure and two more layers on this figure and start this part of the background and add this part. And then like eight hours later, it's just like one figure that I've been working on. <laughs> but it's, you know, I go in with this plan and I, sometimes I actually do execute it. And I'm surprised every time I ex execute it, I'm like, oh, I actually did, you know, ABC because I'll, I'll say I'm going to start here and then I go here. And, but then sometimes, you know, I start that way and then I just, I go different places because I think um, when I, like I could be working on one figure and say I'm, I start with the face and then going to like the shoulders and starting working on the dress. And then halfway through that, I'm like, wait, I think I want to go to this background. If I feel like I want to go to the background, I just go to the background. I don't push myself to do a part that I'm not really like feeling at that point. Mm. Whatever like my intuition's telling me to do, I just go to that part. Mm. Yeah, that makes that makes sense to me because it sounds like so much of your process is really about tapping into something very like spiritual and internal. So it's like if you were trying to fight against where your body's telling you to go, it would just be strange it, yeah it would be kind of i think I, I realize it works better that way because you know there's a reason something's telling me to do the background there's a reason something's telling me to do this because if i didn't do it then and i did it the next day it would be different hmm. and it, did you is that what drew you to painting initially was that feeling of flow or how did you like first get into it hmm. so the funny thing is i've only been painting for about four years so I've, yeah, I've been drawing all my life and, um, you know, I've, I've always been drawing, but I, I didn't grow up painting. I used to use like um, pastels and these kind of like, you know, color pencils, stuff like that. And it wasn't until I started college that I started painting. And it was something I always wanted to do. I always admired painters. I always um looked at painters and and saw their work and thought that that's what I want to do you know just looking at the painters of the renaissance and the you know the painters of the baroque and you know the modern great painters and just thinking like okay I want to do something like that but mm. I just didn't know how to paint you know I hadn't really had any lessons I didn't understand anything about oil painting so I started with acrylic and it just slowly became like this passion that's amazing you've been doing it for such a short time because technically it's like so skilled. Thanks. And did you feel, when you were drawing, did you feel the same as when you're painting, that kind of like flow, spiritual, internal experience, or was it a little bit different? Well, <laughs> my ex-boyfriend used to say I, I would look upset when I'm painting. Like I used to look like that. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I used to look so upset when I'm drawing, like, Rrr. but I drawing I kind of hold my pencil this weird way it's like and so when I'm drawing it it's very like serious for some reason like my you know my face is just so serious I definitely think painting is definitely more transformative drawing actually is 
Well, I think they're getting kind of like neck and neck, but I think I was, you know, more technically better at drawing than I was at painting just because I've been drawing for a longer period of time. Mm. But um, now I think, you know, my painting has caught up with my drawing. I'm getting good at both, but yeah, it's, I like both, but I definitely like painting more right now. Mm. Do you do, do you do other like creative outlets? I think a little bit. Yeah. I like, I love to dance. I'm, I don't know if I'm the best dancer, but I love to dance. I love to sing. You know, I actually write a little bit. I write poetry. Yeah, do kind of a lot of stuff. I want to get into sculpture. I haven't really done that much sculpture, but I want to get into sculpture. Mm. Yeah, so I remember, I remember seeing a poem that you uh, did recently on Instagram. You said it was like a stream of thought. Uh -huh. and, had a video. and yeah, it made me wonder if, um, like, because if you think, I think about like painting as this form of communication uh -huh. and like poetry and singing and all these dance, those are all communication as well. So it's always interesting to me whether people, like they have their one discipline or if it kind of spreads out a bit more. Yeah, for me, it definitely spreads out. And I, I see myself doing a lot more disciplines. Yeah. Do you see them kind of linked together? Or is each one kind of distinct? So I, I, you know, it's funny. I was When I was at Otis, everyone was doing performance. And I just was so focused on painting. And now that I'm not at Otis anymore, I'm like, I want to do a performance at Otis. <laughs> but it's like, <laughs> you know, I, um, I do see myself doing performance. Because I think certain stories are kind of like better told that way. Mm. So some of like my crazy dreams, I want to like recreate as a performance. Yeah, yeah that would that would be really interesting to see. And I feel like you're because you set up the photo shoots already, so you're you're kind of like halfway there. You just like animate the photo shoots. Yeah, know. yeah, basically, yeah. Because like the recent one that I did, I had like. I really started getting into like doing wardrobe for the for the shoots and you know I want to start doing like makeup for the shoots and you know just really like creating this production yeah that's great so in like hmm I was gonna say 10 years maybe less we're gonna see like a movie of <laughs> of your no maybe I definitely the before so when I started college I was thinking about doing so many things I was thinking about doing art concept design I was thinking about doing fashion design so I definitely can see myself doing a movie yeah You're and I right do a fashion line at one point mm. have you have you designed anything already or is that something that you're kind of looking I've at? done a lot of design sketches but I haven't like actually designed like any item of clothing besides just making stuff for myself mm. but I definitely think I want to do like a handbag and shoe line and then bridge from there branch out that's yeah. well I'm excited to see that because I love I love seeing how people translate their vision into different mediums mm -hmm. and a lot of people tend to get like so focused on one area including myself I'm like trying to branch out more at the moment too I like just learned to sew the other day my mom taught me congratulations <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I say learn to sew. I learned how to do a straight line on the machine. So we've got a long way to go. <laughs> and baby steps. Yeah, exactly. Little thing at a time. 
And uh, I think we, the time went off a bit ago, so we're coming like towards the end of the time we have. But I wanted um, firstly to ask you a question that um, someone DM'd me, Tracy Piper, who's a painter as well. And she wanted to know um, like how you're doing, like how your path into like the fine art world is going in a very like general sense. Well, I think it's been going surprisingly smooth. I kind of guess I have had like this very different experience because I started showing professionally when I was a sophomore in college, which I think is kind of like uncommon. Um, so there was a lot of stuff that I learned while I was in school that I was able to kind of, you know, be privy to and go through kind of like a lot of these bad experiences early on and learn from them. There's always things that I'm still learning and I'm just, I'm still very new. I just graduated and I'm trying to still navigate it. It's still, it's very tricky. The art world is, you know, very unique. <laughs> so you're always, you know, have to be aware and, you know, just precautious about, you know, certain people you may be dealing with and things like that. But I think it's been overall pretty smooth. Yeah, I, I see myself doing different things. And, you know, I want to show my work in a lot more spaces. I want to be a little bit more strategic moving forward. Because I think early on, it was more so just about showing at as many places as possible. Mm. And while that was really great, part of it can kind of be very draining. I think as an artist, you want to put your energy into something that is fulfilling you as well. It, you know, it has to be mutual in that, in that um, respect. So for now, I just have been trying to do things that are going to be just as much giving to me as I'm giving to them. Mm. Interesting. And you, you, just had, you just had a big show recently, didn't you? Because I remember last time we spoke, you were working towards it. How did that go? Yeah, with Band of Vices, um, that went pretty good. Yeah, it went pretty good. It was kind of a challenge with everything that was going on with COVID-19 because, you know, one week it was like the gallery was open, the next week it wasn't, and like, is the show gonna be open? Um, I'm kind of going through that with this other upcoming show as well. But overall, it was a great experience. We actually got to have an opening. We didn't get to have a closing because it got shut down again <laughs> before the closing, but we had an opening and we had like a walkthrough a lot of collectors were able to see my work and a couple of big collectors acquired works from the show, which I was really grateful for. That's great. Congratulations. Thanks. So yeah, it went pretty good. Nice. There was still this kind of like air of uneasiness though <laughs> throughout the whole process because, you know, this is a new experience for all of us. Yeah, it's such a such a strange time. Like you said, the art world is unique and it's even more, I would say weird. <laughs> it's even more weird now. <laughs> so is there is there anything else you wanted to, we have probably like five, 10 minutes left. Um, is there anything else uh, that you wanted to talk about? Well, if anyone has any questions in the chat and wants to ask me, you can just text, you know, and I'm, I'm I'm willing to answer anything. 
I always feel so like shy when I'm in the chat myself and like it comes up and it says that you've joined and I'm like, oh no, they're going to see that I've joined. You know, I just kind of want to like watch from afar. So we would love questions, but if, don't worry if you're feeling shy like me, we understand. <laughs> I mean, I, I, um, what can I talk about recently? I don't know. I, I'm just so excited to show the new works that I've been working on. I was working on this book cover for Audible for a month, and I kind of had to focus on that for like a month, and I wasn't really able to work on anything for a while. So now that I'm I'm back working, I'm really excited. Can you say who the book cover's for? I can't say anything yet, actually. Um, because they have me like under this NDA thing, but and usually in the past I've like broken NDAs. I'm like, yeah, this is what it is. But, <laughs> yeah, it's okay. Well, we'll look out for when it comes in. Yeah, um, like in a few it, months. But it was a I look, I look forward to seeing the rest of your work that you do as well. I'm gonna, like keep following and and where can everyone else who's wants to follow what you're doing next and where 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 can they see everything that you're doing? Um, you can follow me at Lenny's underscore Howard underscore Studio and also just my website Lenny'sHoward.com. Awesome. And you know, I update my website once a month, so my Instagram is like updated, you know every few days so there's usually newer works are posted on my instagram but sometimes there's works that i don't post on my instagram that are on my website so they both have their own kind of unique thing there's also a few articles on my um website as well okay perfect yeah thank you well thank you so much for being here today and for being my muse for the painting thank you. um Excited to see the painting when you're finished. <laughs> yeah, it's in very early stages, and then we'll, we'll see how it evolves. So I know um, how at first you're just, you know, it's built. <laughs> yeah, and I'll, uh, so it should be finished. Usually it takes me like another week to do them, so I'll post that, and we'll have the interview. No right. Yeah, <laughs> make it good. Don't rush through. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's been it's been so nice to learn more about your process and um and like how you relate to the art that you make and it, your experience as an individual and everything is it's really fascinating. It's very I'm not that spiritual person, so it's a really different way of approaching and like processing things to me, and I'm just really fascinated by it. Um, and it's yeah, it's I, I want to go back and relook at all of your work now so I can see it through this lens. So thank you so much for taking the time to like speak thank through. Thank you for thinking of me. I'm honored. And um, I'm so glad that we finally have the time to do this now. And yeah, I'm excited to see more from you. And yeah, hopefully we'll have another show in the future one day. Yeah, I would love that. Great. We need, we need Corona to live so I can come back to LA. You can go do your massive African trip. <laughs> we need travel back. I know, it's pretty crazy, but I'm a firm believer that everything happens as a learning experience. You know, everything has its purpose. So hopefully, you know, we'll learn from this experience and we'll be able to come back better and stronger. Definitely. I mean, it's, yeah, it's been a great period for self-reflection and like societal reflection. So many things happening. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. Hopefully we can all come out the other end of it smarter and better people. Better. Yeah. <laughs> Collect. 
collective consciousness be stronger. Yes, I love that. Is it? Let's raise the vibration. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Great. Well, have a lovely rest of the day. It's the evening for me over here, so I'm going to wind down. But um, okay. yeah, it's been great talking to you. Really here. Yeah. Yeah. You've got a whole day of painting left. Yeah. You're going to go get lost in the vortex now. Okay. All right. Thank you again. And um, yeah, I'll, I guess I'll post this on my story as well. If you want. Okay. Yeah. I think you might have to send it to me though. Yeah, we'll do. Okay. All right. Bye. <laughs>